Friday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can follow me at the Dan Urban. You can follow the podcast at Couchside Judges, and you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen. And if you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review. And we talk judging and MMA. You can learn the criteria by reading it at abcboxing.com. Dan, we have no fights tomorrow. No fights. We have no fights tonight. We had no fights the night before. Doesn't mean there's no fights going on. There's there's plenty of fight action going on, uh, you know, on, on, on kind of the regional scene, and I'm sure there's something going on internationally that will draw plenty of attention, but not from us. We are, uh, at least me especially, taking a little break from MMA this week without any of the major shows going on. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm going to eat hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's it's not breaking down to be a great weather weekend, it's looking like, so... Uh... We'll see. I got I've got work on Memorial Day too, so collecting that uh that extra pay of working on a holiday. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. I don't get extra pay for a holiday, I just work. Well sorry. Mm, yeah. What can you do? Not a whole lot. Definitely not. No. But uh, you know, uh, obviously we've got a show for you guys and we're we're gonna be doing a, a past judgment or two. Uh well it's two. <laughs> it's I two. Know, I know how two. many it is. It's two. <laughs> Uh, but before we dive in, I don't, I don't want to just jump into it and be like, well, see ya. Uh, no, let's, let's just talk some, like a little bit about the sport. Like what, what do you think? Let me ask you this. What do you think is the best division in MMA right now? Because this is a question that I think comes up for, you know, here and there is about where, where is the most talent? What's the most interesting division? What's the best division? What do you think? Men's bantamweight. Men's bantamweight. Hands down. Okay. I think it's women's flyweight. No, I don't. Okay. But I do think it, it, that that one has potential. But no, it's definitely not my answer. You know what my answer is, sir? I am still sticking with 155 pounds. Still lightweight, huh? I think so. It's, it, there there really is just so much talent there. Yeah, I would have went, went lightweight. Uh, welterweight. If, my, if I had a chance to guess what you were going to pick. No, because I think what we have, especially um, at lightweight, is we have several guys who realistically would represent the division very well as a champion if they were to be crowned the champion. We, we've got Charles Oliveira right now, who, you know, people are very happy to to consider him to be the champion right now. I, I personally still think he needs to get through Dustin Poirier uh, to really earn that title of being number one. But of course, as a champion, someone who represents themselves and, and the sport very well, he is, it's hard to find anyone better. But you know, let's let's just imagine the waist uh, the belt was put around the waist of uh, Justin Gaethje or or like I said, Poye or Oliveira or you know any number of these guys. I think they would make very viable and credible champions right now because they're they're so good and they are so accomplished. I think fifty five is top heavy. I don't think it's just top heavy though. I mean, you go you can go all the way down to guys like Drew Dober and, and all these people, and there's some fantastic. Under fifty five pounders. I mean, do you think they're gonna be champ? No, no, no. I'm not oh. saying that. But like, you go, you go all the way down to you know, let's say from the UFC's rankings, which you know they're they're not really all it's cracked up to be, but just number for, nine is for something the, to talk is about. The only one who's number nine, Makachev. Oh yeah, she's terrific. He is terrific. But you know, go to bantamweight. You can you can say the same thing about guys down there. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay. As far as beating Aljo or Jan, um. I think some of the guys at the end. Give like, me some names. Don't like just give me Warren. some of the guys you got. <laughs> like Jimmy Rivera is not going to. No. 
Mirab's Tr- terrific not, fighter, but no. Mirab's not going to. Mirab probably won't even fight Aljo. You know, I, well, they probably won't fight. You're right, um, but I, I actually, I'm interested to see where where Mirab can go. But I mean, I like like Marlon Vera. He could probably make a run, make it interesting at least. I don't know about that. I disagree. Uh, he is he, again. Th- these are. I'm not trying to say these guys can't fight. I just I think they're kind of. You're not talking about guys that are that far off of you know roughly the same ranking space. At 155, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ready to write off Jose Aldo as a potential title champ. After, even after the end, beat the crap out of him. No, I'm writing him off as uh, a, as an actual bantamweight champion. Wow. But I mean, he's look for me. He's a Mount Rushmore guy. Okay, he really is just an incredible fighter, and he still is. Um, he does it. I don't think he actually gets his due. That's the crazy thing is he's he's so amazing, and I don't think he's recognized nearly enough. You, I don't think you can do enough for him because he's just such a fantastic fighter who just – a lot of what he was doing, I just don't think it was getting as enough attention when it was in the WEC, when he was kind of early on in his run and he was such a killer. And then obviously he comes in and he, he holds down that division for years. Yeah. He did pull out some fights. A lot of people have. Eh. I, I don't ding that as much as you do. Yeah, that's a ding. I know. Um. But yeah, I mean, I I don't look at him as someone who's going to win that title at this point. I I think that ship sailed. And like we, yeah, you know what? Thirty five is it came into the year really strong, and maybe that's what I was thinking of. Because of course, after, Sam after, terrific. After Garbrandt lost, you know that that top kind of loses its uh, steam a mm-hmm. little. Marlon Marais got knocked out by Rob Font. He's not looking as good anymore. So, yeah. No, I, I feel pretty good about fifty-five in this uh, in this little You're battle. You change here. my mind. I might go featherweight. Okay, and I'm going to change to featherweight. Really? So yeah. now we're going to change the debate. We're going to yeah. we're going to just have yeah. a second debate here. You think everyone? Well, wants I to could hear probably. That? I'm thinking I can probably defend featherweight better than I can bantamweight. All right, right we'll now. do it concisely. Let's see what you got. I think top to bottom, it's really solid. Giga Chikadze. You, you know I'm a big fan of Chikadze's. Danny work. Gay, Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett, Calvin Cater. Well, Calvin Cater. I don't know when he's going to fight again. Korean Zombie, Yair Rodriguez. I don't know when he's going to fight again. Is he scheduled? He might be scheduled to fight. Oh, you uh, you missed the news from earlier today. We're recording on Wednesday, and uh, yeah, Yair Rodriguez is going to headline against Blessed Max wow. Holloway. Oh, nice. I like that fight. Yeah, that's because uh, breaking news for Dan over here. I'm guessing Zabit uh, isn't ever going to fight again. <laughs> um, Ortega. I mean, his last performance against the Zombie was incredible. Max Holloway, his last performance against Cater was incredible. Bryce Mitchell, that's that's. I mean, I think featherweight top fifteen is is well rounded one through fifteen. I think you make a better argument for one forty five uh, rather than one thirty five. But I I feel very strong about one fifty five. I'm not looking at the rankings like you are, but I I just and again you know what I think about the UFC rankings. They're they yeah, are they're, what they they're are. trash. But I mean, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Lee said he's not even coming back to fifty five. No, he's a thirty five. So, or, or I mean, uh, excuse me, one hundred seventy now. I mean, maybe Gregor Gillespie has a maybe he's going to make some kind of a run. I think Gregor Gillespie is a very interesting fighter. I know he lost to Kevin Lee, but uh, you know, it's what not if, like people don't lose and then come back stronger are, for it. Are we ready to? The current champion is proof of that. Are we ready to say Dan Hooker and RDA are a step down from what they were? I'm not willing to write off RDA as a potential champion at 155 okay. again. I, I don't think he would win, but like, put it this way. Contender. Let's put it this way. If you're telling me which of these two guys has a better chance of becoming a champion before their career is done, Jose Aldo or Rafael Dos Anjos, it's Dos Anjos. He's got a better chance. Okay. Seth, I think Aldo can beat Aljo. Aldo versus Aljo. I think Aldo, Aldo would beat Aljo if that was the title fight. But Jan, obviously, I don't. I don't think so. 
Depends who he's. Who, it depends who he's fighting. Aldo, Aljo, Aldo. and Dos Anjos. Yeah, I think maybe. Hardy, Hardy, ever fight Gaethje? No. I think that'd be pretty interesting. You know what? I love that booking. Actually, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. That sounds really cool. They should do that. That would be a good fight. Yeah, that'd be like a viable uh, next contender fight. I think. That's odd. I wonder what. I mean, that division's crazy. I wonder what's even going to happen. You know why it's crazy? Because it's the best division. Yeah, but it's a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to want. I want the title shot. No, I want the title shot. But they're all viable. I want the title shot. I know it's a problem. It is a problem because but it also means they're the best. At the belt, there. They're all the best, though. Let's just guys. Let's just fight. Like just fight. None of this posturing. I want you to get paid too. But I mean, if you're not going to get the title fight, then just take the fight. Sitting out and not taking fights. I don't think I don't that's like been. It. No, that's not the problem. Fifty. The hundred. The pound at hundred. Uh. Well, Gaethje didn't want the fight. He uh, he could have had a fight. But I he don't. Said it I was don't know what he's been sitting only out for. for the belt. He wanted. I hadn't heard that. That's what I'm pretty sure I heard. Pretty sure. I mean, he's just coming off a title loss, so I don't imagine that's the the stance. I mean, I could be wrong. Or but... he wanted Connor or something. Like, he he wanted. He wants something. a big fight. I mean, he shouldn't have to take a big. Okay, step maybe down. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, why does every fight have to be some marquee money making fight? You know why? Because of the rankings. <laughs> Another reason to hate the rankings. Just stupid. But you know what's not stupid? A couple of past judgments that we got for you guys. Yeah, let's let's dive into. Let's the dive past into judgments. it. Yeah, and and the theme of the uh, of the day here is a personal favorite of Dan Nate Diaz. We could have um, in in okay. Let me let me come back real quick. Nate Diaz is allowed to sit out in posture for marquee fights. He can do whatever he wants because he's Nate Diaz. Because clearly the guy's a journeyman. No one's going to argue that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he's not going to be in title contention. Just give him big fights. That's why I don't like that Mark, because uh, I feel he's the same as Masvidal, and Masvidal's getting a title fight. I, I don't like it. But it, but hey, look at it this way. He's got a fight in two weeks now, Nate against Leon Edwards. Yeah, and if he beats Leon Edwards, what, do you think he's not going to ne- get the next title shot? No, I think you go- Of course he gets the next title shot. He's not going to fight Usman. He's going to want to fight Connor for the third time. But if he gets the title fight- Potentially, and look, he's not going to beat Usman. I'm going to sit here and say that very confidently right now. But I'm not willing to say that. Oh, I am. But let's say he somehow does beat Usman. You think they're not going to do Connor three that moment for the belt? (laughs) For the belt, correct. That's that's (laughs) probably the the narrative that they're like, you know, hanging on a thread for. (sighs) That'd be crazy. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, back to we probably should have done these two fights in two weeks. But no, no, I, I like doing it now because I actually have a plan for what we're going to do oh, okay. uh, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll save that. Scott's we'll, got a plan. Uh, I've always got a plan. No, I don't. But this time I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I we I figured it would be a good chance for us to do a couple Nate Diaz fights. Um, you know, he's he's been in a few close decisions over the years, and uh, we've got two of them for you. We'll start with our, uh, our I guess, our, our appetizer, which is Nate Diaz against Gray Maynard. Their first fight that counted, because remember they fought on the Ultimate Fighter show, and Nate won. He it was a was it a guillotine finish? What was what was the finish? Do you remember? It was a triangle. Was it a triangle? I, I thought I, it was a triangle. See, I actually didn't watch the Ultimate Fighter then. I know you you watched. watched that's like it. your favorite season. So that was yeah. But, well, that's because BJ Penn was the coach. He started it off. He's like, anyone that wants to be on my team, just raise your hand. And everyone raised their hand, right? And or he's like, anyone that doesn't want to be on Jens Pulvert's team, raise your hand. That's mm. how he did it. And that was oh, great. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, that, God, again, I, I didn't, this guy. I didn't watch it then. But uh, yeah, so obviously that that's not the fight we're talking about. We're talking about the first time they met in a 
bout that counted for their records. That went down as a split decision, uh, and we're going to talk about that one first. But before we do, Dan, go over how we do the scoring of past judgment. Yeah, the CSJ criteria, basically the same as the ABC criteria, which, as we mentioned at the top of the show, in the intro, is available at abcboxing.com. Like certified judges, we score rounds based on the three Ds, damage, dominance, and duration. We just made a few key changes. A 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks one of the three Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just one D, but should definitely be given when two Ds are achieved. A 10-7 is available for checking off two Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers for effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in largely uneventful rounds. All this helps provide more varied scores that should more accurately reflect what happened in a fight. Alright, let's do it. Diaz, Maynard, one, technically. Technically one, but kind of two. So this was, of course, the headliner for a UFC fight night back when it was on Spike from Fairfax, Virginia at Patriot Center, wherever that is. It's in Fairfax, obviously, uh, on January 11, 2010. So we're talking about almost 11 and a half years ago. Uh, yeah, actually, by the way, that was a second round guillotine. I actually okay. have this in my nose. It was a guillotine finish. Okay. I thought it was. That's what I said. You did say guillotine. Yeah. I said triangle. Well, you're wrong. I was wrong. Mm, that's all right. I forgive you. Uh, Maynard, obviously, he came into this one. Uh, he was actually unbeaten, 30 years old, 8-0 with a no contest in there. That was that was the fight where he uh, knocked himself out in a takedown, but also, uh, I think it was Rob Emerson. Rob Emerson, Rob yeah. Emerson also tapped out through like a rib injury or something. That I was suffered. Was, in, I, I thought it was a double was. knockout. Was it? No, 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 no. It was like he, he got like hurt or something during this process. I, I forget exactly, but yeah, no, it wasn't a double knockout. I mean, I guess it kind of was, but it was really more of like an injury thing as opposed to, and then Maynard, yeah, Maynard was like out cold, like Matt Linlin style. Matt Linlin. Matt Linlin did that too, I think. That's a blast from the past. There you go. His last win actually was the previous September. He won a split decision over Roger Huerta. Diaz, he came in, he was only 24 uh, and 11 and 4, snapped a two-fight skid. Actually, it was with a win uh, by another guillotine over Melvin Gillard, and that was as the headliner on the same card that Maynard beat Huerta. So, you know, they're kind of on the same schedule at this point, right? Judges for this one, Doug Crosby, Sal D'Amato, and Cardo Urso. And the referee was Mario Yamasaki. And unfortunately, this being one of those old cards, as Dan does the uh, the little Mario heart for me, uh, this being one of the older fight cards, we don't have a round-by-round round breakdown. I think um, we can maybe guess. I don't know, man, because we have, you know, this isn't spoiling too much. We'll get to that later. But we do have three different scores from the judges. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's a little difficult to kind of parse through what it really would be. So we'll see. Uh, Dan, kick it off. What's happening in round one? Oh, well, I start, I'm trying to remember why I wrote Bam Bam Bop at the top of Bam the... Bam Bop. That's, that's a, what that's I wrote. Some really uh, impressive right. notes right there. So, yeah, this, I mean, this. Typical, they come out. Diaz had a really crouched stance at this point in his career. It's really interesting, actually. But uh, I think Diaz landed more volume. Uh, he even cut Maynard, but that really wasn't a big cut or anything. Uh, I do think Maynard landed the bigger shots as the round went on. thought it was really close, but I, I scored it for Maynard 10-9. Yeah, I actually went the other way, sir. I thought this was a Diaz round. Again, it's a close round, I think. Uh, but... I just think the 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 general volume and, and impact that's kind of coming from him is just a little bit better. Okay. Than Maynard here. Yeah, it was close. I mean, and especially for me to not go Diaz. 
That's true. You maybe do have a built-in over, bias. Maybe I overcompensated. It is entirely possible. You you just kind yeah, of just... wrongly calibrated or something like that. But no, I mean, I th- it's a close round. I think it's this was t- really close. I yeah. Thought. Seriously, this whole fight is close. It's, it's a... a very close fight. So I can understand why you'd, you'd certainly be uh, going the opposite way of me in this round. Uh, again, we don't know what the judges had except for one judge, Doug Crosby. He gives every round in this fight. No, you know, spoiler alert. To Gray Maynard, so we know he gave so, a 10-9 yeah. to Gray Maynard here. <laughs> so, I mean, and Doug on the same page. Yeah, yeah, right right here, you and Crosby are definitely on the same page. I don't know if that continues or not. We'll, we'll see as we go. Uh, round two, do things get any clearer for you, sir? Uh, yeah, I went Maynard in this round. Did you feel like this was a more definitive round? Uh, or do you think this was still pretty well, close? Well, Nate made it really interesting at the end of the round, so he didn't- it Yeah, wasn't so what's happening in this that round? Th- break it, break it down. I mean, Maynard's landed some good, strong shots. He knocked him down with a knee, but Nate wasn't hurt by it. It was just a kind of like a like balance, maybe, flash knockdown. I don't know. And you know what? It actually doesn't get counted by UFC stats as a knockdown, for whatever that means. It's, you know, for what that's I, worth. I it's don't there. even trust I, them. No, no, no. I don't think so. I mean, we watched this. You know, he got hit with a knee, and he fell to his butt. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he looked hurt. Yeah, I, and I thought Nate... Like I said, towards the end, like around the 120 mark, he started really landing some pretty good punches. I just didn't think it was enough to come back. I thought Maynard had built a decent lead, I guess. Uh, it's still a close round. I ended up going with Maynard again, 10-9. I thought probably, my thinking is probably Nate fought back from a potential 10-8. Um, Why? Probably, because of the knockdown? Because, yeah, because of But he wasn't hurt. You said that. He wasn't hurt, but he, Maynard was still landing good shots. It's not, it's, it's, it was, this was a weird fight. I don't think that this was a, such a lead that he had built. I don't think Maynard was really that far ahead. I think he was ahead. Absolutely, like mm. you know, it would be crazy to think he wasn't winning the the round early on because you know he did land that that knee that knocked him down. But I just don't think he was that badly hurt. He got right back up. He didn't look rocked at all. Yeah, it just looked like he kind of got caught and fell down. It was like, all right, you got me. I'm up now. Like yeah. I, I don't, I didn't really read that. That's as how a, Nate is all the time. No, I understand so. that, but like, look between the two fights that we have featuring Nate Diaz uh, that we're going to be talking about, there are a lot of shots that land on Nate Diaz, and he looks like, yeah, that one kind of stung him. I didn't see that here, and I didn't really see that from that many strikes in this round to begin with. So when Nate does start to come back later in the round, I think he's landing with more impact, and I do think okay. that more immediate impact is why I actually felt a little more strongly about this one being a 10-9 Diaz round. I actually disagree a little bit with Maynard. I don't I don't think it's crazy to go that way. See, I, don't I don't think you're wrong, but I do feel like as far as between these two rounds, round one and round two, I think this one is the easiest round to give to Diaz. Yeah, I didn't think um, the impact was better than Maynard. I disagree. So, I, I really do. I think I think there's just more... He's, he's hurting him, you know? He, not, not crazily, but he's... Hurting is probably strong. Stinging him or stinging him, you know, sting. it's, it was just I don't catching know. him a little bit. I, I just thought there was more immediate impact from the strikes, which is, of course, what you weigh more heavily, right? And that's my interpretation of the action. That's my assessment of the action. Uh, not sitting cage side, of course. Hey, watching a fight you, that happened 11 years ago. I'll tell you 100%. 11 years ago, and I was watching this, Nate was winning. Of course. He was probably so, up like, what, 20 to 14, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, <laughs> but no, I 
I actually feel pretty good about a Diaz here. I think I think maybe you're underrating right. her, but maybe maybe it's your like kind of what you just said before. Maybe you're just kind of overcompensating. Too close to it. You might be. Maybe this maybe you're just not meant to judge a Nate Diaz fight, period. Probably because you don't not. know how yeah. to do it in a way that's like I've, uh, you I've know, rooted down against the, the guy one time. Well oh okay, yeah. When he fought Jim Miller and, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And that fight was like one of the only times Diaz didn't have bad blood with somebody. It's true. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I, well, let's keep that in mind in a couple of weeks when we do have an Nate Diaz fight. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're not meant to score it, huh? Oh, I'm gonna score it, and I'll say you're you're full of it. Whatever your score is, well, even if I agree with it, I'm gonna say it's wrong. I mean, I'm, and then I'll doubt myself. I'm fully expecting him to finish Edwards, but well, of course you are. Well, uh, this <laughs> is say that for another day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so at this point. You've given two rounds to Maynard. Now I've given two rounds to Diaz. So um, we're not really watching the same fight yeah. necessarily. I mean, we I think we both see a close fight, right? Close. It's a close fight. But I do, at this point, the totality of it, I really do feel like Diaz is winning the fight. Okay. That is fair. I would be happy that you were scoring <laughs> this fight. What about round three? Round the three. The final round, of course, because back then, at this point, we were still like a year or two away from getting these five-round non-title main events. Yeah. This one I went for Nate Diaz, 10-9. I thought he was landing more, and I thought he was landing very solid. He dropped Maynard early, uh, did his, you know, typical what-what, you know, instead of just pouncing on him. But, Which uh, is dumb. Yes, but no, well. It's depends, dumb. Depend who does it. Uh, I thought he maintained his lead throughout the round, even though Maynard was keeping up. He never surpassed. Even towards the end, I thought he landed those big shots. I just didn't think it was enough to steal the round. And see, this is where we disagree once again, sir. <laughs> I thought that Nate was doing pretty good work, obviously, early on. But I think he lost a lot of steam. And I think Maynard was able to steal it back at the end. With those strikes, I think he's landing with more impact. I know they were strong. I just didn't think they took it. I did. I actually went that way. I thought this was a pretty solid round for Maynard. Not Again, not a. Uh, I don't even say it was a close but clear round. I think it was just a close round. Yeah, but we're on this. We didn't see this fight the same way at all. Not Dan. at all. We, no, we weren't even close. I like to your the same way. better though. You like mine better? Yeah. Oh, of course you do. My overall score. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so wild. That I think this probably is the first time that I can remember us being on this show and and every round we disagree. This, yeah. I can't remember that because we're usually so on the same page. But I think that does speak to just this was a very challenging fight. This from was, a judging standpoint, I, I mean, one. not that you know, not that we're pros, of course, we're amateurs, as I say all the time. But I would have to imagine this is this is a very difficult fight to judge, and, and you kind of just have to accept whatever score comes out of it. Um, it. It really does make it very understandable why we did end up with three different scorecards from our judges here, which uh, you know I might as well read at this point. Um, Crosby, of course, like we said, thirty twenty-seven Maynard gave every round. Cardo Urso also saw it from Maynard. He had 29-28. Possibly he saw it your way, but I mean, it could have gone anyway. Uh, and then Sal D'Amato, he saw 29-28 Diaz, just as I did. But I, I don't know that we saw the same rounds. Maybe we didn't. Yeah, really close fight. Could have been anyway. If if there were 30-27s each way, and there was nothing in the middle, if it was all 30-27s one way or the other, it would look weird. But also, I get it. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at all. It's like, all right, you kind of just have to accept that this was a close close fight I wonder if and they didn't was... have two more rounds to decide it which they should have i wonder if this was a fight that was like you know what we really need more rounds to decide that fight probably not might have been no probably not it probably was i wish it was but i'm just gonna I'm gonna guess not all right i don't think there was any one fight that made them do that i think they were just like 
well, why don't we do that? And someone was like, yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> and then they cleared it with the commission. And the commission was like, yeah, go for it. This is, this is just my guessing. I don't know this. Um, but it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's probably, it was probably a situation where no one had thought about doing it or just didn't care enough to do it. Apathy always is an, it's a good explanation for most things. But yeah, that's it for this one. I, I mean, they obviously they ended up fighting again, these two guys, a couple years later. Uh, and Nate Diaz proved definitively that he is the winner of this trilogy. Yes. This this sort of trilogy, but not a trilogy, you he, know? He finished him twice Look, the fir- in a Grey Ran- won a razor-thin fight. Their first fight obviously happened. It doesn't not count, you know? It just isn't official. They put their hands on each other. It, yeah, this was a real fight. There was. It's not like they were wearing headgear or anything like that. It was a real fight, and it, and it had a definitive finish. So, yeah, I, I we know who won this trilogy. It was Nate Diaz. Yes. And uh, and he's still fighting, of course. As we mentioned, he's he's fighting next week, and then Gray Mater essentially is retired now. It seems to be, um, but he was also older. You know, he's, yeah. he was a, he was about six years uh, older than that Nate mean, here. You so. talk about someone falling off, Gray Maynard. Gray Maynard fell very quickly wow. because he he basically he just didn't lose. He he looked. Uh, I mean, there were close fights, of course, but he didn't lose until basically after the first round of uh, of Frankie Edgar, where he put Frankie in like the most hell that I think I've ever seen in a championship fight. Pretty much, yeah. Especially to come back from, anyway. Yeah, he came back, wow. I know. I know. That's crazy. We should redo that fight now that we have a better understanding of how we ought that to be scoring fight. fights. We should, we should do that one again someday. Yeah. I, I think we can wait longer. We have, there's other fights to do. Maybe we'll do it next year or something. Sure. I think that would be fun. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, let's move on. Of course, we do have one more fight, and the main event of the eating for us is the second Nate Diaz fight against Conor McGregor. Crazy fight. Crazy fight, wild fight. It's like, this is a fight. It's it's not like... This was a fight. It's not a bout. It's not a contest. It's not a match. This is a fight. Because it's it, it kind of just becomes this war of attrition at really, one point. Really, yeah. And really, thank God it wasn't in New York. Why? Uh, most likely it would have got stopped. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. You're saying a doctor stoppage or something? Yeah. I see. Okay. I was trying to figure out what you're talking about. I'm like, what, what about New York? <laughs> but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying now. But yeah, this, of course, being another past judgment for you guys, we don't need to go over how it went, but I will do, uh, I'll do my setup for you guys, right? This was the headliner of UFC 202, one of the biggest pay-per-views in UFC history. I believe it's the second as far as buy rate, uh, known buy rates anyway, or uh, what what we are to believe are known by rights. Anyway, um, headlined, of course, the OC 202, like I said, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on August 20, 2016. This, by the way, was actually the first UFC event held after the ABC passed their clarified criteria earlier that month. Interesting. So my understanding is a lot of the judges were kind of already starting to kind of try to view fights, especially at the, the kind of the traveling judges were starting to try and judge fights with this type of criteria in mind even before it became official and realistically i don't think it it really was put into practice like in a in an official sense if i'm i could be wrong here and someone i hope will correct me um after they listen to this 2017 was kind of more the official start to this type of criteria but again it was it kind of had a soft opening it, it was like it's like when a store opens right mm-hmm. and they have a grand opening like like three weeks later <laughs> it, was, it felt like that from what I understand of it. But again, maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll correct it on the next episode. Uh, but as far as our combatants here, 
We have Conor McGregor, 28 years old, 19 and three, of course, coming off the uh, the loss in March to Diaz by rear naked choke, which he can't abide because Conor McGregor can't just sit and take a loss. He needs a rematch. But if I, he beats you, uh-uh, ain't going to be no rematch. I almost passed out from, from <laughs> screaming so loud. I lost all the air in my like. I was going fuzzy. Where'd you watch this? At my buddy's house. Okay. It was I was at a restaurant. Okay. That was that was a wild atmosphere too. I actually. bet. Yeah. No no one saw that coming. That was crazy. I still remember I where it. I'm positioned in this restaurant and like sitting on the TV looking at it. I'm like, is this happening? It's crazy. Nate um, Diaz was a plus three hundred something underdog. I said that is ridiculous. That was, a, that, was a, that was too big a dog. Ridiculous. It was too big a dog. But I mean, there was a, this was the Conor McGregor that looked unstoppable. Well, he wasn't. He was he was kind of at the height of his powers coming off the Aldo win, right? Uh, but anyway, this of course, like we said, he is trying to avenge the loss to Nate. Uh, the reigning featherweight champion was supposed to be gunning for the lightweight belt, but he got distracted by this whole thing, uh, and he never fought at featherweight again. By the way, <laughs> this of course is at one seventy even. Yeah. So he took a 170 fight before he took a 155 in the UFC. He went in at 168. Yeah, but it's still a 170-pound fight. Yeah. He he didn't quite make the the limit for uh, super lightweight, 165. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate, by the way, he's coming to this one. Uh, he is 31 years old by now, 19 and 10, very much that journeyman record like you mentioned, and only 3-3 three and three in his last six, counting the Connor win. Uh, that included also going back – about four years earlier, a uh, a loss to Benson Henderson in his lightweight title uh, challenge did not go his way at all. Lopsided defe- uh, decision defeat. Well, that depends how you grade the middle fingers. That's true. I forgot. Uh, they're greeted in the same way as ring generalship and a late <laughs> takedown. So that is how you win a round. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Benson Henderson also chewed on a toothpick in that fight. Uh, he does that a lot. That was ridiculous. Yeah, I can't believe he does that. That's insane. Uh, judges for this one, Derek Cleary, or uh, is it Derek Clearly? I always forget. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that Bruce Buffer has been saying these names wrong for, not just for like a couple years, but it's- It might it's, just be an, a running joke. Ma- you know what? Maybe it is. Maybe he does <laughs> it just to needle them. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, people love him, of course. You know, I-, I, I when I took a picture with Bruce Buffer when I was like a fan, mm. you know, back before I was covering the sport. But now, and my understanding is people like him and everything. But anyway, uh, Derek Cleary, Jeff Mullen, and Glenn Trowbridge were our three judges, and the referee was Big John McCarthy. Uh, and uh, in round one, though, let's let's get to it. What are we seeing here, sir? Well, McGregor opens up uh, throwing a leg kicks. The, the commentary alluded to that that might be his strategy. Uh, and in true Diaz fashion, Nate uh, doesn't care. He nope. just eats him. Doesn't care. They were solid, though. Oh, who cares? They were solid. What do they matter? Like, who wins the <laughs> fight on leg kicks? Uh, Cecil Peoples is his is, uh, his coach, by the way. It took a little <laughs> bit for the them to get into it. It seemed like two, three minutes before some real punches started flying. I don't think it took that long. I mean, it they, felt, yeah, it the felt kicks felt are counting. Like, well, the kicks count, yes. But I mean, before Nate got into the fight, it took him okay, a little fine. bit to get going. And for then the fight only starts for you when Nate's doing it. Yes, yes. But, I, I mean, Connor was kind of pacing himself too. But he landed a solid shot, stumbled Nate, and then he dropped him. I think this was an easy ten eight for McGregor in our scoring. Yes. Absolutely, I yep. think this is a solid ten eight. It was not quite there until he drops him. Yes, you can you can tell, and and there's a difference between when Nate got dropped in the Maynard fight that we were talking about before, 
and this one because you know that one he just kind of like I said he got dropped it was like all right you got me I'm up mm-hmm. this one he was he was stung this is what I'm talking about he the was difference stung. and you can tell mm-hmm. but he also was hoping Connor would follow him to the ground of course he was which he didn't though no why would he he should have but he didn't well yes from from a certain <laughs> point of view he should have uh but yeah in, in this one this is very much a ten eight in our system uh definitely wouldn't go ten eight for the ABC. Uh, especially in again, the, this was right after they clarified the criteria. I don't think there's any argument for pushing this to any sort of close to a ten eight. But in our system, it, it works. I, mm-hmm. I think absolutely does. Yeah. But all three judges saw this one as a ten nine, rightfully so for McGregor. No drama here. Uh, round two, another good round. But you start to see some changes here, some little tide changing. Yeah, the round started off almost the same as round one. Actually, it was even bigger. Yeah, you knocked him down twice. Still eating the good. He, you know, he kind of, kind of came off the light kicks a bit, but he was still throwing them once in a while. Um, but he was on his way to another ten eight. I mean, if you let's let's just say that this was like a, a like a minute and a half round for some crazy reason. That's a ten seven round yep. in our scoring. Like he was just all over him for this period of time. But yeah, things change. Yeah. So like I said, on his way to another ten eight. But then you know, gas tank bites Connor. You can really tell, like, so, in, in between, like, the seven and eight minute mark, the mouth's starting to hang open, the, mm-hmm. the he's starting to just slow down. It is remarkable, like clockwork, how in all of these fights, every single one of them, he hits this wall around seven, eight minutes of fight time. And I, it, it's crazy. And I don't think it's a lack of conditioning. I think it's pacing. Yeah. he he. I mean, because then Nate noticed it. Of course he, he just did. he pounced. He started. He's like, "I'm fine." Oh, you're not fine now. Oh, I'm here we go. This. Yeah, and he, and he he fought back to earn himself a nine. So he did. I, I ended up going ten nine, McGregor. I I did as well. I think this is uh, very much a ten nine in our system. But oh man, McGregor missed out on an opportunity just by being yeah his, his typical tired self in this round two here. Um, but yeah, ten nine is the score. That's how the judges had it too. Everybody had the same way. You and I are at twenty to seventeen. Everyone's got twenty to eighteen, which makes sense. These these are the scores I think that make sense. Yeah, no, it, I mean this is where the tide of the fight really turned. It did. That's when it. That's when it became like a fight, and not yeah. just Nate was on his way mm-hmm. to a beatdown. Yeah, blood. Oh, it's bloody. This is the, this is uh, it gets so brutal. Round three, two, right? Round three, yes. Yeah, really solid round for Diaz. All the judges had. The first two rounds, 10-9 for McGregor, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah just, okay. I said that. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I, did, I probably wasn't listening. No, nah, that's all right. Oh. I got ADHD. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think this is a really solid round for Diaz. Uh, he get ends up getting a 10-8 for me because at the end of the round, Connor's hurt, and I think these shots are pretty diminishing. Solid volume of shot. The pace is just overwhelming, and I really think it was just a 10-8. I have a 10-8, too, but... I think there is probable cause to go to the 10-7 in our system because you can check off damage, definitely, mm-hmm. with that late barrage mm-hmm. and dominance because of the, the, the clear dominance of that barrage, right? Yep. It's, it's, it's sustained. It's oh, excuse me, not, dominance, not dominance, but duration. duration. Yeah, yeah duration. My, my mistake. I meant duration. Um, I think you can absolutely check off two Ds for this round. Uh, on the whole, it's just I don't think you have to, though. And I think that's part of the reason why – I don't think I would pull the trigger on a 10-8 in the ABC scoring here as much as I would like to. I just think the right score is our more moderate 10-8. But if you can't do it, I think you got to go down to the 9. Yeah, I don't know what I would do ABC. I mean, I think he did. I think, I mean, well, I'll tell you exactly. And back then, I would have been like, you know, that's a 10-8 because 
got saved by the bell. Well, also, it was we Nate. also know that doesn't count. That's true. So, yes, we know that doesn't count. That you can only grade based on, you can only score based on what has happened. The moment it ends, and you see that in this fight, actually, they get some good views of the judges in this one because this, I believe, it's in this this sequence here is happening in front of Glenn Trowbridge. Okay, and he, you can see, he immediately writes down his score. Yep, you know. It's not like he's waiting to see, oh, how is he as he walks back to the corner? Mm-hmm. They don't do that. Judges don't do that. Yep. So you can only grade with what you saw with the action that happened. It's not like it's not like when, uh, you know, I, I think is a good analogy. Go back to the 94 strike baseball season, right? Okay. Paul O'Neill won the batting title that year. Griffey was on his way and and, and uh, Matt Williams, they were on their way to chasing the, the home run record, which used to belong to Roger Maris. But they didn't get there because the season's over. So they didn't get it. That's how it works. Season ended. Can't, you can't just prognosticate what's going to happen. You don't know. So I, I think people need to understand. I don't know if people really do understand that. We didn't really understand it until you know we started talking to officials and things. So hopefully we're spreading the good word. Yeah. But as it stands, I got a 28-27 McGregor. I also have you know I have the same score as you. Um, and actually the the judges for this one, this is the, this is a round where they're split on whether it's the eight or the nine. Glenn Trowbridge. When he wrote down his score, he wrote down the eight. And again, keep in mind, he he might have the very best view here of what's happening. Mm. So you kind of have to defer to the guys in the chair. Yeah. If he's right there, he probably felt them. They probably weren't slaps like Connor's Corner. I'm pretty were. sure that that was Glenn Shore, but I, I would actually would have to go back and look. So it, it's entirely possible it was uh, a Jeff Mullen. It definitely wasn't Derek Cleary that was in that position in this round. Okay. But I, I and now now because I didn't write that down in my notes, I made a mistake in not writing that down. I'm almost positive it was Glenn Trowbridge. Um, That's what you mentioned to me when we watched it. Oh, is that okay? You yeah. did mention that's Glenn Trowbridge. I, I, right I can swear so, that was because uh, I've seen a. I've never met Glenn Trowbridge. I I've seen photos of him. He he, uh, he was a politician, I believe, in in uh, Nevada too, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So I'd seen a picture of him at one point. Hopefully, it's the right guy. <laughs> All right. But uh, but yeah. So if if that was indeed true, he had the best view. If he wrote a ten eight, I mean. It's hard to argue it, right? For sure. But round four, this is where he absolutely, Connor, saves the fight. He he salvages what was looking like it was not going well. This is the most frustrating round of my MMA fan career. <laughs> Please elaborate, sir. Nate Diaz had him so hurt, so on the ropes in end of round three. Yes. And he just lets him off the hook in this round. Yeah, he took a round off. Kind of. Basically, he takes the round off, but he, he I mean, he stays busy enough to not get blown out, but he he really had him on the ropes, and he could have drowned him, but he just didn't. I, yeah. I mean, McGregor landed some good shots. He went back to the leg kicks. Diaz answered with some of his own. Diaz was really good in the clinch, uh, but overall, it's a good bounce back round for McGregor, only because he was let, allowed to have it. So, he was it, more effective. Give it 10-9 McGregor. You know, I, I don't I, – I agreed with you almost entirely until you say only because he was allowed to have it. Because even at that, McGregor could have tanked it too. No. And you have to give credit where it's due is he did go out there and he started attacking it. Because they're, they're both throwing actually a lot of strikes in this round. No, he, he could have been – he should have been drowned and he wasn't. You're right. I, I don't disagree. It should have happened that way. But I, I think to – I don't want to take this away from Connor. And, and look – Oh, I'm, I'm going to take the, it away from him. I'm not the biggest Conor McGregor supporter. I'm just not, especially all the outside the cage stuff and, and all the I actually root things. for him in a lot of fights. I'm sure you do. But but yeah, he's not he's not my favorite personality. But in this fight, I have to give credit where it's due. He dug down and he took advantage of Diaz's mistake. I can't 
score this as a dig down deep because he wasn't getting smashed on like he was. If if he was getting smashed and he just dug through it and he kept fighting like Rocky, but he didn't. So I'm not I'm I'm not ready to give him the benefit of the of you know digging deep here. I think this is a very personal thing for you, sir. So <laughs> Either way. I'm going to call you on that he one. He won the round. I gave him the round. Oh, that that should be enough. All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, but it's it's just a 10-9. Yeah. No question. All the judges saw it that way, too. Everybody had it this way, um, which at this point ensures because uh, I, I should have mentioned, too, after round three, Trowbridge had it tied at 28, whereas the other judges, Mullen and Cleary, had it 29-28 for McGregor. Giving another round to McGregor here essentially puts the fight out of reach, barring a 10-8 from Diaz, which, you know, it, that would be tough to achieve uh, generally anyway, uh, especially the fact that both of them kind of started to not put out the same output in these later rounds, right? Just mind-boggling. But I have as my score, because you and I saw it the same way, so we have the same card. It's 38-36 to 36 for McGregor in our scoring system, which, you know, you can get a 10-8 and tie it in our, and, and get a draw in ours. That's a ten eight is is entirely achievable. Ten seven is much harder, but ten eight makes it much more achievable that you can get there, and that's why mm-hmm. I like our system too. Yeah. You know, uh, do we get there though, sir? Oh, uh, we didn't get there. No, we didn't. Well, I mean, uh, depending how you grade the finger. Oh, that's right. I you forgot. That's there. an extra two points. My mistake. <laughs> Bring that, generalship. I mean, that's the that's the the infamous poster for this fight. That's on the UFC Fight Pass page for this fight you know i i actually forgot to mention before we go get deeper into round five mike goldberg floats that this could be a 2-2 fight going into the fifth round that's some heavy salesmanship that this fight is as close yeah. as it is yeah it, i don't know anybody who was watching this and said i mean he it's could two two but he could have been like it's mike goldberg so that's one reason but also he could have <laughs> been favoring that diaz burst at the end of round two and saying he stole it because that's Mike Goldberg. Yeah, look, so. the commentators are not judges. We know this. We've spoken about it enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, that one just kind of got me. I'm like, really, Goldie? Come on, <laughs> come on, man. The receiver was Golden Tate. Anyway, round five was a <laughs> grueling round. Yes, yes, it was. It was. This was a tough one. I don't. I don't want to say grueling. Like to agree with you, grueling. I don't think it's that it was like boring or like hard to no, watch. No, no, it's a fun round. It's just it, it was a tough one. They, they both had to dig just to get what they got. Both both landed good. Uh, I think Diaz landed stronger. Uh, you know, you're not getting the same effect when when McGregor's landing now. Right. Uh, I think he did better in the clinch. He landed that strong elbow and uh, ends the fight with some ground and pound. But how did he do it? Was it a late takedown? Oh, he got. Oh, he did. He got a late takedown. Yep. Ten seconds left. That's how you class. win rounds. <laughs> I mean, no, the, it's take, not. the takedown was good because he uh, he actually scored from it. But yeah, uh, I think Diaz wins this one ten nine. Yeah, I'm with you. This is a, this is a Diaz ten nine in our system or any system. I think it's uh it's just I I think you if you went to like a full half point system where you could do ten nine and a half and eight and a half and seven and a half, this is a ten nine. No matter how you slice it, this is just a 10-9 Diaz round. 10-9 for Nate Diaz. Let him off the hook. Um, Which, of course, as we know, he needed much more than that to win this round. He really... And I think his corner basically told him, you need to win the round, which was bad advice. They should have told him, you need to finish this fight. Yeah. That was Gilbert Melendez because Nick Diaz wasn't allowed in the arena. (laughs) Otherwise, he would have told him. He should have. He should have known. I see. And it's not like Nate doesn't want to finish fights. 
you know, I think he does want to, but like, well, no, he was desperately trying to get him on the ground because he, he probably would have definitely finished him. But the thing is, he should have finished him in round four, and then uh, he just didn't. He didn't. He let him off the hook. He let him off the hook. Let him off the hook. Little Denny Green action. There you go. Rest in peace. But but yeah, yeah. so so that that puts uh that puts the judges' final score. We have uh, Trowbridge finishes this one at forty seven forty seven uh, because he had the ten eight for Diaz, which I, I don't. I, I I just don't think so. I don't think that's a ten eight. It's it's close enough. I get the argument, but I'm gonna say no. Um, but then they, of course the other two judges they saw these as natural ten nines all the way three rounds to two for McGregor, which is I think how I would have scored it too. But our score in our system was forty seven forty six because we saw all the rounds the same. You and I, Dan. Yep. After seeing every round completely different in the previous fight we talked about. Mm-hmm. Back on the same page. It feels good. I don't like to be at odds with you, sir. 47-46, razor thin. Close fight, good good fight. People call this like the greatest fight ever. Some people say this still. Is it, in your opinion? I mean, it might have been if Diaz finished in round four, Um, but no. I just don't think there's it enough was a fun stakes fight. for this. It's a fun fight, it's, and that's okay to have a fun fight. But I think people throw superlatives at this fight in a way that they really ought not to because there's just there's not a lot of stakes here. I mean, maybe, I mean, probably Bonner Griffin comes to mind at, you know, one of the top fights of all time. Yeah, of course, the the stakes were very high for a, for an entire company and a sport in that one. But uh, but I don't think they really knew that that was the case going into that. I mean, certainly not the combatants, but I don't know that, like, Dana White's sitting at home like, man, I need this to be a barn burner that everyone's going to call each other about so that our business can take off. <laughs> I think it was just like they were hoping it went well. It's, I'm just guessing. But I think it's an educated guess there. As far as like greatest fights ever, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's there's some excellent ones that come to mind. Like, uh, I don't I don't know that I would put this number one, but it's very close. Uh, the the one between Zhang Wei Li and Joanna Yonjechek from last year. I, I I don't I wouldn't put it number one, but it's very close for me. I really thought that was just a fantastic fight and big stakes. You know, there's a title up for grabs. Yeah, that was it was a good fight. I don't know what what comes to mind other than let's say a championship fight. Give me a championship, championship fight. fight. What's the greatest championship fight? In MMA history, that I can think of, yeah, right now you just uh, you know you don't have to commit to this all time, but what do you got right now? Jones Gustafson won. That's a really good was, one. We should revisit that, that one. That was too. a great fight. That's we haven't done that. Uh, we should do that. Let's see, GSP Hendricks, or is that just because it's a it's a controversial decision? It's a little bit of both. Okay. I think. Um, I think it is more about the controversy than the okay. fight. GSP Condit was great. But I mean, it still was. I don't think that. No, I wouldn't put that. Just you want a he, Condit just, fight? Give me, give me Condit and Robbie Lawler. Condit, but but Rob- it's more about that fifth round. Yeah, Robbie Lawler, as we discussed. Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald. That wasn't a title fight, though. Yes, it was. Was it a title fight? Yes. I didn't know it was a title fight. It was a title fight. It was. Uh, it was the fight right before uh, Connor beat oh. uh, Chad Mendes. Okay. All right. That was interesting too. That was that was a fantastic. That fight. was kind of like, and that the one didn't opposite. go all the way to the decision. That one, that one got to round five, and they're like, you couldn't do it. That I think, I think if you pressed me, that's the greatest fight in MMA history is is Lawler versus McDonald. It's a really good one. Is it one or uh, did they fight twice? I can't remember. That's what I can't. I remember. think they fought twice, but the second uh, the, the second one the is more the, the title one. fight is the one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's the fight that I think probably altered the course of both of their careers. Oh yeah, except P- except Rory McDonald looks pretty good. PFL. He's looks solid. He, I mean, he's got age on his side, but also he started so young. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do that one day. Go back and rate title fights or something. That'd be fun. We could do that. Maybe. 
All right, we're done here. We got no fights to talk about for the weekend, of course. So everybody, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Remember those we lost in wars. Thank you to all of them. We appreciate the sacrifice you made for our country. Absolutely. I will be thinking of yous when I'm eating hot dogs and hamburgers. Celebrating America. Yes, Thanks, sir. everybody. Take care and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.